Uh, and so if you're a kid and you feel comfortable coming up, I invite you to come up. Uh, I don't, doesn't matter how old or young you are, I'm good with distractions, I'm good with movement, I'm good with it. All right, come on. All right, y'all want to have a seat right around me? I'm going to sit down. Oh, you want to sit there? You can sit there. <laughs> What's up? What's up? It just, it just took it. Uh-oh. All right, here you go, Lydia. You want this seat right here? Come on, sweetie. There you go. Come on. What's up, bud? Hello. How you doing? Good. You good? Y'all come on up. All right, so I'm gonna get on. I'm gonna, can I get right here? Is that cool? All right, this is my seat. This is my seat right here. All right. All right, so y'all wanna turn around and look at me? Can we pray and ask God to bless our time? Is that okay? All right, let's pray. Father, we uh, bow and uh, we are responding to beautiful truths that Jesus reveals to us about our children. They are precious. They are loved by you. Your desire is to save them and to bring them into the fold of your love. You tell us that the, the kingdom of God is full of these, that unless we would be like them, we cannot be saved. And so... We pray that you would give grace, grace for our children, and that we adult onlookers would benefit from that same grace. It is the same. And so bless our time as we read your word and as we talk about it. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to read a quick passage of scripture, okay? It's from Isaiah. It says, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them the light has shone. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Amen. Amen. So we're not going to look at all of it, just a few sections. So I got something. Who knows what this is? All right, what is it? All right, Welby, what is it? Tic Tacs. All right, that's a tic-tac. I know what it is. All right, what is it? What is it? It's a light bulb. It's a light bulb. All right, close. All right. It's a night light. All right, so this is a pretty basic night light, right? I have one of those. You got one of these at your house? We got them in our house, too. I just forgot what it was. Guess what? You said, can you have it? I have You have one that changed colors? Does yours look like this? This is another nightlight. You got. I had one that was a 
You have an Anna and Elsa one. This is from Frozen. This is from Anna and Elsa. It's broken. All right, so you want to you take this one then? All right, we'll give you one. Well, you know what? These are kind of cool. This is my favorite right here, all right? This is the granddaddy of them all. Who knows what this one is? I've seen it. I've seen it. My dad looked at it at Big Lots. He looked, <laughs> he looked at it at Big Lots. That's a good one. This one is my favorite. Look how bright it is. You see that? And it only takes two little batteries, and it'll last forever. It's an LED light. Now, here's a question. Why do you, who all has a nightlight in their house? Raise your hand. I used to have one, but then I don't know. Okay, so almost all of you. Why? Can somebody tell me why do we like nightlights? I have one in my bathroom. All right. Go you, say that I have one in my bathroom. In your bathroom? Why do we like nightlights, Annabelle? See, that way so that we can see in the dark. So that we can see in the dark. They're Exactly. She says we're not bumping around, and some kids are afraid of the dark. Who's afraid of the dark? Who used to be afraid of the dark when you were a little smaller? Ah, I thought we'd give more hands there. All right. All right. Okay. So what does this have to do with our passage? I know you're thinking that. Did you know that darkness is talked about in the Bible a lot? That if you remember in Exodus, when the, when the plagues, you brought a Bible to church? Okay, well, I'm going to read from my Bible. Is that okay? All right. So did you know in, the, in Exodus that there were plagues that God did through Moses? And the ninth plague was a plague of darkness. That God made darkness come across the face of the land of Egypt. It was a darkness that you could feel. You could touch it, and it would feel dark. And then you know what he did for Israel? In the land of Goshen where they lived, guess what they had? Light. They had light. Just in one little part of the world, there was light, and everywhere else there was darkness. And so when the Bible talks about darkness, one way that it's, what it's communicating is judgment. God was about to judge Israel for their sin, Egypt for their sin, and so darkness is like a form of judgment. You know, when Jesus talks about hell, he says that we will be bound up and thrown into a place of outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so when you read darkness in Scripture, it's, it's God's communicating judgment. That's one thing we can learn about darkness the other thing we can learn about darkness is sadness and sorrow. That in the book of Job, Job writes, When I hoped for good, evil came, and when I waited for light, darkness came. He says, When I lie down, I say, When shall I arise? But my nights are long, and I am full of tossing until the morning, and my days rush by, and darkness lasts forever. You know what Job was saying? He had ten children seven sons and three little girls, and they all died. And Job was really, really sad, and he got really, really sick. And when he talked about his life, he said that it was dark, that there was a dark season. 
And so when darkness is used in the Bible, it's not just judgment. Sometimes it's sadness when really bad things happen. Things can seem dark. Who's seen Inside Out? I have. Did you know that there should have been six characters and not five? You know joy and sadness and anger and fear and disgust. But did you know that there was almost another character added? And his name was Gloom. But they decided last minute not to make him a real character. But what they decided to do was to let him be shown in the movie through darkness. Do you remember what happened? What happened to Goofball Island? What color did it turn? It turned black. It turned black. What happened to the headquarters? What color did they turn? They turned black. What about, to per what about uh, Riley's personality island? What color did it turn? Black. It turned black. What were they trying to communicate in the movie? And you know what happened? What color did Riley start to wear in the movie when everything was turning black on the inside? What color did she start to dress in? Black. Black. You see? It was darkness. Her life was really, really sad. And I almost cried during me watching it. You almost cried? Yes. That one got, it got me too, man. <laughs> and then in the book of Proverbs, it says, the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. And so darkness in the Bible is judgment, it's sadness, but it's also spiritual blindness. When they can't see God, and they don't know God, and people walk after their own ways. And you know what? When Isaiah says that the people dwell in deep darkness, you know what he was saying? That they were in judgment. And he was saying that they didn't see God. And he was telling them that things were going to be sad for a very, very long time. And you know what else happened? Isaiah promised that light would come. Those who dwelled in deep darkness, upon them light shall shine. God would not leave them in the darkness. You know how the Bible begins? The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And God said, let there be what? Light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was what? Good. You know what he never calls good in the beginning of Genesis? He never calls darkness good. And so what Isaiah was saying is that God, who spoke light into the world in the beginning, he would do it again. He would speak light over Israel, light over people who couldn't see and who were sad and who were blind. And that's what Isaiah says. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. You know what Jesus says about himself? He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. John says about Jesus that he was with God in the beginning, that all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and that the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Isn't that amazing? In Genesis, God pushes away darkness. And in Isaiah, God says, God's going to do it again. 
He's going to push away the darkness again. But it would not be just with his words. It would be with sending Jesus. And so what does it mean for the light of Jesus to break in? Here's what it means. Four little things, okay? Y'all track with me. One, it means that if you believe in Jesus, you will never, ever, ever be judged for your sins, ever. On the cross, guess who suffered darkness so that you, yes, he did, Isaiah. On the cross, you know what happened to Jesus? Darkness came across all of the land, and he was judged. And you know why? So that you and I will never, ever, ever see that judgment ever again. And do you know if you believe in Jesus, you'll never walk in deep darkness anymore? That you'll know God and you'll be known by God and light will light in you? And did you know that if you're in Jesus, that even when you encounter hard things in life like Job, God says, I will be with you. I will be in those hard moments forever. And did you know that in the new heavens and the new earth, the book of Revelation says that in the new heavens and the new earth, there is no night. You catch that? You don't need a nightlight in the new heavens and the new earth. Why? Because we will not need light or lamp or the sun for the Lord will be our light. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? And so, guess what we're going to do now? We're going to light candles. And I want you to remember those four things. That Jesus has come. You'll never be judged for sin. If you believe in him, God has already taken care of that. Jesus has come. And you now see God. You're not walking in darkness. Jesus has come. And even when life gets hard, he promises that I will be with you in it. And one day I'm going to fix the whole world. And you'll never suffer. You'll never be sad. And you'll never ache. Isn't that good news? Let's pray, okay? Hmm? In one minute, all right? Let's pray. Father, thank you for these children, and we pray that the truth of your word would go deeply into our hearts. Father, we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, and we know that it is your spirit who gives life and who gives faith, and so we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would strengthen the faith of our little ones. We love you and bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.